Filial piety is a Confucius practice that is deeply rooted in most Asian cultures. Often, it manifests as an unquestioning devotion to one's parents that can be hard for people brought up in the West to imagine. It's not to say that we don't love our parents, but we might not feel the need to submit to their every request, support them financially, and call off all plans for a bungay jesa, a sudden call to attend an ancestral rite ceremony that the parents or in-laws had all week to mention, but somehow it slipped everyone's mind. And instead of hitting the hay early on a Sunday, catching up on some Game of Thrones, I'll be subjected to a midnight buffet of fried food and makali, which makes tomorrow's 5.30 a.m. run just beautiful. And back-to-back kindy classes of screaming children an absolute pleasure to start the week off with. This is just a fictional account, but it may serve as a litmus test to see if your values lie or are congruent with the Western or Eastern cultures. If you think attending the ceremony is necessary, you skew Eastern and likely value the collective over the individual. And if you think staying home is paramount, then you believe the needs of the individual should come before those of the collective. I like to think I have a balanced approach, but after talking to today's guest, I feel I may not be doing enough to support those responsible for raising me. Which brings me to the question, can the sacrifices our parents made raising us ever be fully repaid? You are now tuned into This Korean Life. start there welcome back okay. to another <laughs> episode of this korean life yes. uh today in the in the studio we have hermi albao albao yes uh, that's what i was gonna say i've yeah, never okay i've never butchered anyone's name okay. to date and i had albao albao ready mm-hmm. to go anyways yep. uh like we were just saying nate or we only knew you as chubby linda swarovski mm-hmm. for for years. Yes. Would you like to give us some uh, some insight on where uh, you where had came you from? had a large online presence mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. popped up all the time and I do I didn't know that you did yeah well, I, I mean oh. I, I I saw your name online a lot but um I hope because of good things not of scam or anything no, no. and I think okay. I think we've we met many times before I knew uh-huh. that that was you okay <laughs> and you're not the only one in this city there's a few other guys in this city and I went. Uh-huh. That's you? I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. I can yeah, think yeah. of a few off the top of my head, but I don't I'm not gonna mention them. Okay. So the history of Chabalinda Swarovski is maybe you know Hazel. Yes. Hazel, she used to own a bar called a bar somewhere. Right. And then there was this girl, um, I forgot her name, but she's got this Polish name, Klo I forgot something yeah, yeah. ski. Yeah. And she was chubby and pretty. And then we were so fascinated with her family name. And since friends called me, you know, Chubby or mm. Chabilinda, you know, it's a fact, I'm Chubby. So I thought of changing my Facebook name to Chabilinda Swarovski. And friends liked it. And friends who, um, you know, newfound friends didn't know that it wasn't my real name. Yeah. They didn't yeah. know. They, you know, I have. <laughs> I have some relatives in the Philippines who were new to Facebook mm. and then they go message me and say, I thought your husband was Korean. How come there's a Swarovski yeah. in there? Uh, yeah, I say it's just an alias. He's from the north. Yes. So the Chabalinda Swarovski Facebook was um, put down because apparently somebody pro-government, you know, pro-government. My, my Facebook was politicized, you know, because... 
I am an, a very outspoken mm. anti-government. Yeah. Um, how can I say? Anyway, Person. my I, I I'm not a you know I I dissent a lot of things, but I don't do illegal stuff. Mm. You know, I'm just very outspoken mm. with my um, complaints about my country and how it's yeah. run. Voice your opinions. Mm -hmm, yeah. So um, those are the perks of democracy, right? Sure. So somebody reported my page. I mean, my Facebook is very, um, how can I say, like abusive. Mm. That's what they said. So anyway, Facebook goes, you know, you have to um, prove that you are Chabelinda Swarovski. You have to produce three illegal <laughs> eyes. Like, hello, how do I produce that? So <laughs> I was never able to retrieve my Chabelinda Swarovski. You know, that was a nine-year-old Facebook page with my parents' old pictures and memories when Jeez. my mom, I, my, I mean, my when my dad was alive mm. and before my two sisters passed away. Mm. It's all there, you know. I begged Facebook to just, Please send me my pictures. Yeah. You can keep the page. It never happened. Oh, no way. So, yeah, someone sent this to Zuckerberg. A lot. Yeah. Yes. No, but I think it Mr. happens. Mr. Zuckerberg sucks, you know. Yeah. I, Zuckerberg. Think it, I think it happens a lot. And we had recently made the one for the Yukiso at the college, the Wilson mm -hmm. College International Student Organization. Yeah. And they sent us within like two months, your account has been flagged. Please send us three pictures of ID. And I was yeah. like, but it's not. It's just the, the student organization account. So, there is no ID. Mm -hmm. So, we just... Canceled it and started another one. I, I really tried to fight for it. You know, friends who knew that I wasn't doing anything illegal or bad, they tried to email Facebook, but no answer. They just stuck to the rule that you need to prove your Chabelinda Swarovski. So I used my younger son's name. Um, he didn't. U he doesn't use his Facebook. So it's from Jeho Guan, which is mm. my son's real name. I changed it to Hermi Alba, which is my real mm. name. So I don't go into the same problem anymore. Mm, yeah. So now you know who I really am. Got it. <laughs> no more. Yes, no more hiding. Yeah. Wow. Actually, there's another funny story. You know Jenny, right? Yes. Jenny, Jenny. Yes. Jenny. Korean? No, she's Filipina Jenny who looks like a Korean. Oh, okay. So we, we graduated from the same university. And, you know, I'm kind of like, how can I say? Many people know me in my university because how do I say this? I pool people to do private classes for Koreans. Yeah. You know, everybody knows many Koreans go to the Philippines to study. And she knows me by her me. Mm. And then um, we got married, sadly, to Koreans. And she was in Busan. <laughs> Sorry about that. So she she was in Busan and then I was I am in Ulsan and then she moved to Ulsan and mm. then a common friend introduced us saying you go to the same university so we had dinner mm. and over coffee she she goes ask me hey Chabelinda do you know Hermie I said what <laughs> I, yeah that's me <laughs> what so she didn't know that I was Hermie because she knew me as Chabelinda and she yeah. said. The Hermie I know is slim and this and that. Yeah, we we were all once slim, you know. <laughs> so that's also a uh, funny reveal. Yeah, we gotta few, we gotta read those guys around town. We gotta mm -hmm. relinch. Yes. Skinny Linda Swarovski. Right. Yeah. We used to have <laughs> cheekbones and <laughs> shoulders coming out. Yes. The uh, I was gonna ask just recently. You guys mm -hmm. have been masters of social media. With all these pictures, did you guys go on a, on a nationwide tour, the four of you, or what happened? Because usually you're Which work, work, pictures? work, work, work. Which pictures? You guys are all over the country. I mean, who guys? Me? You. Me and my friends. Jenny and and who's I forget the other two. 
Anyway, if they're not pretty, they're, they're, they're not pretty, you don't need to mention them. Just a joke. <laughs> so anyway, actually, those, those pictures that you see on Facebook probably are just throwback. How can I say? Trips that we did last year. Because if, uh-huh. if you're a Facebook person, so every, every day they um, bring up memories of sure. you know yeah, stuff yeah. that you did last year mm. so what i posted this year because you know we've we've got covid and we, we can't travel can't anyway. so uh, most of the stuff posted on my facebook were trips from last year and maybe two years ago i was in the u.s i went to taiwan i was in japan oh, cool. i was in the beaches of the philippines yeah i don't mean those i mean the ones with your korean women man oh yeah, we like do. You guys coffee, are in Pohong. You guys are all over. I don't know if you're on vacation shop, or if you're coffee shop hopping. You know, when you're part time jobless. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, okay. Not you're overseas. All of a sudden, you're you're yeah, coffee shop hopping uh, is yeah. a good way so, to put it. I was like, you know, wow, they go all over to these places. So with my friends and I, the coffee shop hopping thing is with us. You know, women, mm. we're very easy to console when we're sad, lonely, depressed, and everything. Call a friend, drink coffee, and get a good view, and everything is solved. <laughs> so, we have lots of time to move around because we're, as you know, we're teachers, and we don't, except for p- private classes and online classes, we don't do much these days. So mm. that's what we do. We go around visiting nice places, take pictures, and just talk. How do you find the coffee shops? Beautiful. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. How do you find? How, uh, like, how, how do we you, find? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, like if I see other friends posting pictures of nice coffee shops, we ask. Okay. And there's also, I think, I don't know, I found it on, uh, I found it somewhere on, I think Ulsan online. Somebody said that there is a Facebook page called Ulsan Tour, mm. and they um feature nice spots in mm. Ulsan to visit. So. That's how I found some of the nice spots. And then Jenny, Jenny has a friend who who runs a coffee shop, a student friend mm. who runs a coffee shop in Chujon. Mm. So that's how we started going there and then just, you know, how the strings of coffee shops yeah, yeah, yeah. by the sea. Absolutely. So just one coffee shop a week. What, that's uh, okay. in your, in your opinion, what constitutes a good, good coffee shop? What makes the experience for you? Is it the coffee? Is it the view? Does no, it does it have to have no. everything? You can Is just it the have, friends that you're with? You can just have the three one coffee from Home Plus and bring a paper cup and hot hot water like mm. what we did when we were in Kanjolgot. Mm. There's this expensive um, coffee shop in in Kanjolgot called Hamer. Mm. So the coffee's like insanely crazy expensive, mm. like seven thousand one. That's the one that comes from the cat's ass. Yeah. Yeah. They drain But the anyway, the view, like it's it's uh it's it's the the view from the top of the mountain, overlooking the sea is like priceless. Mm. So what we did was the last time we were in Kanjorgot, I brought with me a hot thermos, you know, and three in one coffee and paper cups. We just took pictures there and had coffee at the back of my SUV. Mm. That's best. What can ah see cool. in this and I think that's a good um, a good transition into uh, yeah into because the... we've been to that hammer for so many times mm. you know they're getting rich because of me <laughs> uh, so and just a few nights ago we were in Jinha yeah. and I was also having my three in one coffee in a paper cup by the beach mm. I mean isn't that wonderful absolutely yeah. yes okay so, yes. I was gonna say that, that transitions nicely into the Filipino spirit or the uh-huh. uh, the community uh-huh. the community feeling that or that I feel anyways when 
when I'm around uh, when I'm around Filipinos. Uh-huh. I you, just wrote. Oh, yeah, keep going. I just wrote down a few of the words that I think of when I think of yeah. Filipinos. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been there many times, and I've I've traveled quite a bit through mm-hmm. the Philippines. Yeah, I have lots of friends there now. Um, but I put down fun, hardworking, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I think they're always mm-hmm. making the sacrifice. They're always yeah. willing to make the sacrifice. Yep. Resilience, mm-hmm. whether it's the typhoons or whether it's you know living Pandemic. abroad and, and you know yeah. people stomping on you. Yep. They just seem so resilient. Yes. And, and somehow to always make it work. Yep. That you know things that scare the shit out of us at home in in the West mm-hmm. is is a non-factor. Just hey, this is life. We deal with it and we move on. And I feel yes. that's a a common trait in a lot of countries that aren't in the West mm-hmm. that they deal with these things a lot better than you know something that just happens or appears or a mm-hmm. catastrophe right. in the West. It the highs are so high and the lows mm-hmm. are so low. Yeah, there's yeah, mm-hmm. just to uh, just to add on to that. When I was leaving Boracay last last year. Mm-hmm. As we were checking out, we had become familiar with uh, with the front desk lady, mm-hmm. uh, starting small small mm-hmm. talk with her, mm-hmm. and she was she ended up saying like, oh, yeah, you know, these days a little bit difficult because of the typhoon that mm-hmm. that rolled through. Yeah. I said, well, how did it affect you? She goes, oh, it blew my house down. Yeah. And I went, what do you Are mean? You she, okay? Oh, you don't have a house? She goes, oh, me and my brother and sister we're we're renting a house, but it's fine. I'm like. You, you lost your whole mm-hmm. house blew down. She was like unaffected by it. She was, well, I can still come to work here. Mm-hmm. And then when I go home, I'm with my family. It's okay. Like I was, right. man, your house blowing down. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine trying to recover from, uh, from it's, something like that. Yeah. It seems so less me, 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 and only right. about me. And that's so true. And I think that's what happens in the, the super capitalist countries right. that you lose focus of, mm-hmm. of that importance or what's important because yeah. that's why I like the developing countries because they're, the people are so less, real and raw and, less and, materialistic. and so easy to connect yeah. with and they don't Very. have all that stuff. And right. when I go home and everyone has the stuff and there's still all the problems, mm-hmm. it's like, this is all the stuff that's making all the problems. Right. <laughs> Get rid of the stuff that you think is yes. going to solve the problems. You, you have less stuff, you have less problems. <laughs> you, yes. you mentioned uh, bar somewhere, bar yep, nowhere. Yep, yep. Bar, bar, bar somewhere. somewhere. That was the basement. That um, was in the that basement. Was af- uh, that was before basement um, appeared, right? Oh, no, so that was, wasn't in a basement? No, bar somewhere was on the second floor okay. by the Nong Hyop in Song Nam Dong. And basement is... Oh, the name was basement? There's basement and there's bar somewhere. Uh, These are two different bars yeah, owned it. by the same person. Okay. Well, yeah. we uh, we used to do an annual tour around um, around Ulsan for the twelve bars of Christmas. We'd uh-huh. we'd go to twelve bars, do some. But they're gone now. I know. But one year we went. It was the final stop on the bar. We went in. Again, we had never been there before. Didn't know anyone in there. We walked in. There's a full buffet. Uh huh. There's a full buffet downstairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sit down, guys. Have it. We're rolling right. twelve, twelve mm-hmm. mooses, man. Come on, sit down. Have some of the. Right. And they're feeding, feeding food. It's like, yeah. Where, where do we pay for this? Pay? Are you crazy, mm. guys? Keep eating. That was, that was quite the, uh, if, quite if, the experience. If, if that was so a Christmas welcoming. party, if it was yeah. a Christmas party, it could be the mood, you know. Mm. Right. Right. So I yep. just wrote down a few here. Okay. Twelve. I mean, everywhere I've gone, I think I've, I'm, I'm over eighty countries. Wow. And and everywhere I've gone, you find the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 12 million approximately from the numbers online. 12 million Filipinos mm-hmm. living abroad. And they remitted $32 billion last year, which is almost mm-hmm. a third of the GDP of right. the Philippines. Right, right. And I That's think true. they're well known as... 
the biggest remitter of foreign yes, uh, currencies to the country. Yes, that is so true. Um, so, one, they're everywhere. Everywhere you go, you can find Filipinos. That's true. Talk to us a little bit about this. what we said, the spirit, the, the, the Filipinos living abroad. What is it like at home? Do people, do many people have intentions? When I meet Filipinos in the Philippines, they say, oh, my brother's in Calgary, my right, aunt's in Los right, Angeles, right, right. my cousin's in San Francisco. And I'm like... Do you know where are you from in Canada? I got lots of family there. Right, like everybody knows someone who's where I've been. Right, or where I've been. My wife did a homestay with a with a, a Filipino, Filipino lady right? in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so, like me, I have lots of relatives in the U.S. So it was very easy for me to visit the U.S. two years ago because mm. I have relatives there. So anyway, it's like Filipinos being all over the world. Number one, the key here is language. We are one of the best English speakers in in. I mean, among the non-native right. speakers that yeah. people... Philippines and India, probably. Right. You're, so, you're educated in English, Of correct? course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I mean, me personally, the school that I attended, we use English primarily as the uh, medium of instruction. Mm. So me growing up in the Philippines, I mean, in the capital, Manila, everything was in English. I grew up watching Sesame Street. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's funny. See? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, just to, like if, if I was there that many years ago and went there and you were watching Sesame Street it just blow my mind right see but this is this is how we grew up mm. everything on TV that I watched was in English mm. the books in school in English so it's like I'm that on that side on that part and on that note I am very grateful and thankful for the you know um, how English yes was just easily you know injected to our culture mm. you know, th but Sadly, you know, this was through invasion and not really invasion. How can I say? It's like um, we were Occupation. partially controlled by the U.S. after the war. But because of this English education, I'm, we are partly grateful, you mm. know. So number one is the language. You know, we all know that English is the uh, universal language, language of language of business, of work, of everything. So when you have English, you get to go anywhere opportunity yes but so it's, but it's not even just it, i'll let you get onto it but it can't be just english even yes so it says there's four million it. four million filipinos in the states but the next 10 countries aren't english-speaking countries but japan it, kuwait mm -hmm. malaysia united arab emirates saudi uh -huh. and i i understand that yeah they're probably working with foreign families or something there right english, okay but, so number one it's the reason why we are easily hired you know, we, we have lots of foreign workers in other countries. It's number one, it's the language. Mm. Number two is education. Okay, personally speaking, the school where I attended follows an American system. Mm. Okay, so my school was built by Americans after um, World War II. Mm. So the curriculum, everything is um, patterned after American school. So it, that's how we started. Is that typical or is that typical only to Manila or is that nationwide? Um, it used to be just, how can I say, was typical of um, private schools in Manila. But these days, we do the integrated system, like the American system school. So, yeah, we've uh, upgraded. We've, so even we've in the smaller upgraded. provinces, now it would... Only, only if you have a private school in the provinces, okay. then you'll have that system. But other than that, it's just basically public school with 50 kids and one teacher. So I'm quite lucky I was able to get a good education. Okay. Mm. So anyways, it's the language. And number two, um, uh, I saw a Facebook post the other day that, you know, developing countries are not poor. 
You know, we have all the natural resources. We have all the manpower. The problem is the capitalist countries are taking that away from us right. and making us poor. I mean, Africa is the richest continent in exactly, the world by but far. But they have the poorest people, right? right? So the, the Philippines is not a poor country, mm. but the capitalists made us poor by sucking out every resources they can suck out of us, leaving nothing to us. Yeah. And this is what forces Filipinos to go out. And, and Boracay is a classic example of millions or billions of dollars on this side of the road and, and then, pennies pennies or tens right. of dollars on the back side yes. living side by side. You've got two worlds it's separated by contrast. a fence. I, I had such a, a crazy experience there watching, I mean, walking along White Beach mm -hmm. and seeing two I don't want to say feral children, but they were had, had, had grown we up pretty them, rough. We call street kids. A yes. street kid, like with the backdrop of these really mm -hmm. nice hotels and in pristine swimming pools and, right. and and nice things. And these kids are running around like trying to grab anything out of the garbage. Right. And the security guys are like, "Get out of here! Get out of yeah, here!" Right. And I was like, "How does this exist in the same?" Yeah. The, the, to walk from front to back of the island is like 20 minutes. But but this is but, but it's but it's of, all but know. it's all over, right? I mean, yeah. I, my first experience with that was spring mm -hmm. breaks in Mexico. Um, you go to the resorts and it's millions of dollars flowing, and then the yes. people are on the beach are begging for pesos. Because and, the resorts you cannot find the resorts in the middle of the city. That's right. why mm -hmm. they're in, all in the provinces outskirts, where you know, um, how can I say, education, financial help, and government attention does not really reach. reach them yeah. this is the sad reality of it all i think of singapore as another classic example right if mm -hmm. you're in in the the front part of the city with the bay and all the buildings and all the iconic pictures and places you think of and then you go to the to the north mm -hmm. to the to the back side where all the immigrant workers are and everything mm -hmm. else and you go wow this is this is like a, a time warp mm -hmm. between the southern part of the city, and it's not mm -hmm. that big, right. and the northern part with with all the a few steps, and you're in another world. Absolutely, right. absolutely. So yes. yeah. this is what drives Filipinos, Filipinos abroad. Yeah. And what what does it do? Parents encourage that? Is it seen as you're lucky, or do people want to go abroad? I mean, what is it? Because there's so many. Okay, so um, there are several factors that um, drive Filipinos to go and work as foreign workers, yeah. Mm. Number one is, of course, poverty. Mm. Okay, I mean, if you have a four-year degree and you've, you're jobless or you're just packing in a supermarket, so what use is it up? Nothing, right? So, yeah, we try to find better paying jobs in other countries, poverty, number one. Number two is relative, you know, relatives who are in other countries who, you know, open doors for you. It's right. like, We've got many Filipinos in Italy who work in the farms, who are, how can I say, like babysitters. So if I get married to an Italian and then I get to bring my family, so that's how it starts. Mm. If you're married to an American or a Canadian, you get a citizenship and you get to invite family. And then, yeah, the whole, then after a few years, the whole clan is Open. in Canada. <laughs> Open the doors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Open what, the floodgates. Yes. Yeah, so that's how it actually starts. Number one, it's just simply poverty mm. poverty and then family relations you know when you have relatives in other countries opening who doors yeah opening doors for you of course you go grab it when people are going abroad not for marriage but mm. just to for just work. to work yeah do most people 
leave with the intent of coming back or right. saying like this is my this is my ticket out i'm going i'm mm, staying actually or i'm no going and just going to see what happens right. i might end up in six countries uh -huh. or um actually there's no telling if you know if i just go work and i'm going to go back or if i go there and let's just cross the bridge when we get there mm. who knows but most most cases is like um just three actually they end up in three situations mm. one they end up staying because they get married mm. to a local mm -hmm. number two it depends on the country some countries get to employ you like as long as the employer wants to you know work with yeah, you yeah. so you get to so based with, on visa right visa visa. so if you're like working for the same person in the same country for like 15 years there are countries which allow you to get a like a partial citizenship or right. like a residency Temporary. so people yeah people get to stay there and like in korea this is a known fact that many filipinos choose to stay illegally mm. yes but because there's because of the visa visa extension options in korea are very limited and unfair sure. mm. you know so they just opt to stay illegally but but i think like when when they they think of going abroad or, or when they make the decision to go abroad is it I'm going to go and make this much money and yes. come home and start a business? Or yes. is it, I'm going to make this much money? Oh, the money tastes too good. I'm going to send it, keep sending it home to my brother so he can run the business and start it. And I'm going to keep sending well, money? Well, it or... depends. It depends on how that person's brain work. You know, mm. some people, some, that's why we have, we call it financial literacy programs because some people well, in your in your schools. Um, no, no, no. Here in Korea, oh, okay. we do financial literacy programs for, um, overseas Filipino workers because you know the money that we earn here in Korea is like a lot compared to what you will earn in the Philippines but when you're not financially literate right. it just disappears yes it yeah. just disappears like I'm gonna do a business but if you're not running your own business and you're not there mm. and the people handling your finances are not trustworthy right. you get you fall you're a victim something popped up in the in the mm -hmm. chat the other day the uh, what do you call it, the foreign leaders chat they were offering it seemed like oh what a what a great deal they were offering loans at like 20 percent. yes that what, is true what, but only for um filipinos with legal visas doesn't that seem a bit seems like loan oh shark. that 20 percent. no no th those are from the loan sharks you know but to those were the loan sharks you no, know but it, but it was posted in one of the community leaders groups i think like from mrs kim or somebody oh really? yeah like it was like it was it, more it, it was, it was like 16 percenters i went like whoa is that the treatment people actually, are getting for... actually um actually how can i say it's like a private loan shark so mm. me i have lots of money you you don't have a visa who's going to lend you money yeah oh exactly exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. see you so what we do is okay for 16 percent I'm going to lend you money and then I keep your passport, I keep your ID. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I own you. That's yeah. uh and that, that's but, a hard hold to Yes. To do and because too. of that very very bad bad loaning scheme, we've got the small lending banks of Korea entering the foreign communities, you know. They now offer um legal lending schemes that um only acquire very little how can i say what you call that like i forgot the word it's like uh, oh gosh well, like proof of work or? no 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 it's like with a little how can how, interest? yeah interest. interest very little interest like yeah. if you can provide all the legal papers like you you do your tax that's how it should be they should be helping you not putting yes, you in a worse exactly. situation right so you know as we all know 
usually your own, you know, say comrade or countryman, same Filipino, same Canadian would be scamming in your own country, you know. Mm. It usually happens like that. Yeah. So, mm. anyways. A sad reality. Rep- the how how connected do you stay to the Philippines? How long have you been here? Twenty something. Twenty three, going twenty four. How connected do you still feel, or are you to the Philippines? Either, I don't know. Either direct, like with your family and going back and mm-hmm, forth, mm-hmm. or you feel like you have your Filipino community here, so that keeps you connected to everything going on back home. Mm-hmm. But you feel kind of more Korean, or how connected do you stay with the Philippines? Oh my Being gosh. here so long. Okay. Um. Eh, how can I say? Work, family keeps me connected here in Korea. Mm. You know, I have a Korean citizenship, so I try to follow Korean rules and everything. But my flesh and blood is Filipino. The culture and the culture and traditions are still with me, mm. especially that I belong to a very big Filipino com- community here in, in Korea. Mm. So it's like there's no way I could ever be disconnected. Mm. Basically, that's it. So it must be very comforting. Super. Mm. When you came 20-something years ago, yep. did that exist or has it... Oh Has my. it grown so much in the last 10, 15 years? It's like so different. Right. I don't know. I mean, how can I say? I arrived here in 1997. And the first two years, I wanted to leave this country. I want. I didn't care if I divorced my husband at that time. Mm. I just wanted to bring my son and then leave and go back home or go to the U.S. Because of the um, discrimination I suffered here in this country. Mm. You know, it was so terrible. The first hint I ever had at that was at our community leaders meeting in mm. 2008 mm-hmm. and they were like oh Brian what do you think it was like I don't know I go to a hagwon every day I don't have anything really to contribute I don't know even yes. know how I got invited there but you spoke up and you were saying and this happened to me and this is what's happening right. to our community and I was like oh my god there's there's some real hardships coming uh, oh my gosh with. so you know being fair is mm. already a blessing guys you know because mm. like Anyways, that's how, you know, the discrimination, you know, I, I teach, I work hard because I, I don't need actually to compete, but this is not a secret anymore that me and my friends have to work double just to be at the same, just to earn the same respect and be acknowledged as sure. you guys. We all know this, that yeah. there are many Filipino teachers in Ulsan, but not everyone is... How can it People not everyone is deserving family. or not everyone is like qualified right so it's very sad to say that but this is a fact this mm. is a reality so for me who's a re- i mean yeah this is my real profession i was a teacher before i came to korea mm. um we have to work double you know yeah. to be where we are right now and to get the acknowledgement it's mm. like We've, we've always said a, a three or four year arts degree from home with D pluses can come over here and be respected as a teacher when someone who has a master's in education and is a high school, elementary school qualified teacher right. in the Philippines who's brought up in English or an English education mm-hmm. system their whole life is not even considered for the same position. Yes, that's and, very, very sad. And I'll tell you, the first time I was teaching, the first time that um, I came to Korea, um, a friend introduced me to teach in Gongop Top. So mm. this is in Deco. It's still there, but now they're doing Japanese classes only. Mm. So um, 
there was this um, teacher working with me. And, you know, I'm Filipino, I'm brown. It's like, you teaching? So I had, I really, I really had to work double, mm. you know. So the system was uh, like 70-30. You know, 70-30, the boss gets 70, I get 30 or 40 mm. per student that I gather in my class. So I have to make myself a star teacher mm. to get the students. So how that's how we divided like the salary. Muna, Muna right. Center kind of deal. Yep. Yeah. So there's this guy... I don't. I, I can't remember if he's Canadian or American. Probably and, American. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably American. So, anyways, um, so there was this guy who was who, who was doing classes at the same time with me. So we have two groups, mine and his. Mm. And then come salary time, the boss says you earn more than the native <laughs> teacher. So what am I gonna do? I did my job. Yeah. You know, I got this much because it was a 70-30 sharing, you know. And then the boss tells me, you can't get more than the native teacher gets. But why not? And then, oh, you know what? Yeah. I was doing the, I was copying some stuff. And I used this imyeonji, you know, the used paper. Because yeah. it was blank. And when I flipped it over, I saw this teacher's resume, hmm. you know. And it says there that his only working experience was at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think it happens all the time here. I was not, not only that, shocked. but oh my gosh, I've I've met many people from the six native countries, whatever they call it, right? That speak terrible English. I'm not saying mine's good or bad, but some of like the Irish have a really hard accent to understand. I know. Um, Wales, the French Canadians. I mean, I'm not taking saying anything, but. I would take the Filipino teacher any day if they're concerned about English and ease of listening and pronunciation. Neutral pronunciation. Right. And and I, I always used to tell or still tell mothers and when I teach the Ajma classes mm-hmm. that save your money. Why are you going to Canada, the UK, mm-hmm. uh, New Zealand, Australia? Go to the Philippines. It's a third Thank or a quarter you. of the price <laughs> and you get the same thing. Right. In Canada, your teacher might be a Filipino. That's true. You, you might go to Vancouver to study and have five Filipino teachers mm-hmm. because there's that many Filipinos there. Mm. So, do you think the discrimination's driven by the by the Hagwan owners or by the academy owners, or is that a knee jerk reaction to parents who view uh, Actually, a white Western? You know, this this standard of the native English teacher being Caucasian was actually created by the Japanese and the Koreans. Mm. It's actually them who started that. Mm. Because, of course, when you are a non-English-speaking country and you need to study English, you don't go to a Filipino to study English because they didn't know about us being English speakers, right. you know. So that is how it started. You know, the TOEIC tests and the TOEFL tests were created by the Japanese. And that's, anyway, they were the ones who made this idea of the native English speakers being Caucasian. Mm. Because you know? I remember even as as the industry grew in the early 2000s, I mean, having a Korean-Canadian, Korean-American, African-American, Filipino-Canadian, mm. or, or Australian or mm-hmm. South African, was not, they were not treated the same because... Of skin wait, color. You can't be American. You can't be Canadian. You exactly. can't be British. Yes. Oh, we were waiting for the white teacher. Right. Um, and, and even if, I mean, you had a passport, born and raised, exactly. third generation uh-huh. American... Uh-huh. They, they would argue that you're not American. So I think Korea's come a long way. That's true. It's evolved mm-hmm. a lot. The right. la- especially this new generation. They're much more global. They're much more open-minded. Right. And that's the good part is it's really moving in the right direction. Right. I have already forgiven Korea for being the 
frogs in the well. Mm. Mm. One of my favorite proverbs. Right. Yeah. Like years ago. Yeah. You know, it's like, but actually, you know, the little kids, they didn't have any idea who's American and who's right. not. When I was just new in, here in Korea, the, my, the, the neighbors, the kids in the neighborhood, whenever they saw a foreigner, they just thought, Miguk Saram. Yeah. But it's the adults who taught them to discriminate between colors. Right. That's, every, that's in my country. That, that's all over the world. I mean, babies don't know discrimination. They're taught by their society. Mm, yeah. So when they saw me, they would say, Miguk Saram, Miguk Saram. Every foreigner was Miguk Saram to mm, them. Sure. Until yeah. the adults came. Yeah. <laughs> Until the adults came. Yeah. And also, personal experience again, working my bosses, they said, you know, Hermie, you're good. I talk to you on the phone, you're okay. Your pronunciation is neutral. But when you come to class, please introduce yourself as someone who studied in the U.S. Yes. Did yeah. I say yes? Under the alias Chabelinda yes. Sorosky. <laughs> no, I wasn't called Chabelinda. I have Mimi, I have Linda, yeah. I have Chabelinda. Yeah. But at the time when they asked me to introduce myself as someone who studied in the U.S., did I say yes? Yes, I did for the first hey. few years. Why? Because I needed work. Sure, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. And after establishing my name and proving my worth, you know, like I'm a good teacher, I work hard, okay? And you have a resume and you have references to back you. Right. Now you don't have to do that. Whenever I quit a Hagwon, the Wonjong names now call me. Mm. I don't apply anymore until I got sick and tired of working in a Hagwon. And then I switched to after school. this This stuff hasn't changed. I mean, the guys that I used to get or help get mm-hmm. uh, from Unist uh-huh. and usually Kazakhs or Uzbeks mm-hmm. and, and the Ghanaians, mm-hmm. like they always, when I would go pick up the kids or I was working there a little bit at one of the kindergartens and they'd say, do you know John? And I'm like, who's John? Right. His name is Abdullah Tat Asif. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's John. And, and it still goes on now. And luckily for you now, and you, you've built up your reputation, your image, you don't have to, mm-hmm. but... I mean, how many of the Ghanaians that have worked and, and how many of... Uh, What's up, Jay? East Marshall? <laughs> East Marshall. He would put his name down and they'd say, uh, sorry, no. Oh but gosh. now he changed. He has a, he has an alias on Facebook, uh-huh. East Marshall, and now he's taken seriously. Hey, grew up in the States. I, in the States. I never okay. thought of that because yeah. me being Chabalinda Swarovski is not for me to sound Western or like... Hagwanish teacher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But when you have that r- strong Russian name or Muslim name, boom, you don't have a chance of getting a teaching job. Wow. And, and I these never are, again, thought of that. These, really. are, these are kids who were educated in English from the beginning. They speak great English or, or very fluent English. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're discriminated just because of the name that they apply with. Right. And now that they say, hey, I'm John from, John from the States. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, come on, no problem. And it still blows my mind that all you have to do is change your name and well, now you're, you're I, I read it never crossed my mind, really, yeah. that In, these are th- there are people who do that. I mean, I thought it was just us Filipinos being discriminated. Even, it's just the name, right? You talk about lying about your credentials. That's, uh, I, I know, a lot of even current Wanjangs who, you know, when I worked with them, Oh, Brian, I graduated from, uh, you know, I was in the States and I graduated from Momomo University. Uh-huh. And a few years later, working with my wife. Oh, do you know this Wanjang? He's He graduated from Momomo oh, in England. Like, in England. Bullshit. I know that guy. He told me he graduated from the mm. state, you know, and everyone's lying. I had one <laughs> one guy I used to work with. His English was brutal. Uh-huh. Brutal. He would. He was one of those guys that... 
he'd throw in like the word of the day. Uh-huh. He'd come in with this uh-huh. with this ten dollar word and uh-huh. try and uh, try and make his English sound better, but like semi fluent at best uh-huh. in just everyday conversation. Uh-huh. Brian, I graduated from the University of British Columbia. I'm like, dude, I can't even get in there. That, that's that's a hard a hard place to get in. You can't even speak English. There's no way you graduated with a with an undergrad from there. So, oh my god, everyone's sorry got to their, those one yeah. But I know yeah. a handful who are like that. Yeah, the the, the yeah it, it can it persists. It's still mm-hmm. lots of the same things are still going on, just in different forms. And I think mm-hmm. of now the moms might be a little more open. And I, I keep referring back to two thousand eight when they mm-hmm. had the big epic intake All right and there was probably 30 or 40 african-americans right, who came the epic. and then because it was the government who had organized it it was kind of okay mm-hmm. but still no private teacher or private mm-hmm. ones named mm-hmm. director would would hire a black person because that's their personal business but in in public schools it was kind of widely accepted after mm-hmm. that um but now you think if someone goes home and says oh mom linda teacher wasn't there today we had deontay or we had uh, Mustafa, or mm-hmm. we had, huh? That doesn't, that? that doesn't sound like Bob, Chris, John, or Ryan. Or Eric. I'm going to call the director and see who's teaching. All right. So when mm-hmm. those guys change their names to John, Bob, Chris, Bill, and Peter, there's no problem. Hey, Mom, or, we had a new teacher today. Who was it? Peter teacher. Or okay. Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's amazing. Like, if the kids told the parents, oh, we had Peter teacher today, no problem. No problem. But if they said a different one, Mom might say, I'm going to call your teacher and see who the heck that was. Yeah, who was teaching like you today? The flavor. Obama of, teacher came. Yeah, <laughs> but the, right. uh, the flavor of the week's going to change. I remember even at the kindergarten. Yeah, this is really like something so new to me. I never, I never thought that, you know, even you as passport holders with, you know, Islam or Muslim sounding names or, you know, sure. Indian sounding names get discriminated. I thought it was just us, really. I... Oh, it, I don't know if it's a, an embarrassing thing, but I, when I was working at the kindergarten, they needed a full-time teacher, and there was some, a girl who applied, and her name was very, like a really Indian name, and I had to ask her like Priyanka are, Chopra. No, it was yeah, it was. Uh, I think she's still here. She's a. married to a married to a Korean guy, but she said, "Oh, I have an F visa, and I'm available to work." And I said, "Like, I have to ask if I." You know, if I brought you in and you're you have a, a very thick accent, the Wanjang who I'm very close mm-hmm. with, she's gonna be choked. And she goes, uh, I was born and raised, you know, twenty minutes away from my hometown. I oh went like, gosh. oh, what an idiot! I felt so stupid yeah. for, I for asking, but I don't do. I just tell one name. Oh. Listen, you want a teacher? You got a teacher. Right. This is it. It doesn't matter. The kids have no idea. Mm-hmm. The kids have no idea. This is your problem. It's not the moms. Nobody. The kids have no clue. It's you and maybe some of the moms. And you've probably seen me bump into some some people on Facebook regarding rates about native speakers and sure. non-native speakers who are trying to get jobs. And somebody goes is like, you know, you're not from the seven English speaking countries. You can't get a job. You're not a native speaker. So like, I'm sick and tired of that native English speaker stuff. Whoever yeah. made who 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 even made that word in the first place, you know? <laughs> it's like a native speaker does not have color. If you are able to teach the language and you are able to communicate in that language and teach it fluently, you are a teacher. Yeah. You can be called a teacher. But for but, them it's so much easier to say we don't know and we don't want to test everyone and catch everyone. So just white people from these six countries, okay. <sighs> right? That that's their 
that's their simple way to just cut Def- it without having to default yeah. to filter and everyone. You guys, I know you've been to Thailand and Indonesia, and did you know that men, and even in China, many foreign teachers there are Filipinos. Sure, mm. everywhere. It's but I actually, tell I yeah. tell the directors here, listen, you're way easier to find a good and reliable Filipino mm-hmm. teacher than a foreigner who who just looking for more money and wants to fill in and and, right. and, and, and go foreigner. you know backpack traveling right. maybe but i said lots of these filipinos are rooted here they have they have you know reasons to stay here they're more reliable more mm-hmm. dedicated and they have a lot of experience more experience than most of the mm-hmm. english native teachers right. that we so called mm-hmm. call them so you've had a pretty successful teaching career all that being ah. said um you know business and academies and you can kind of pick and choose what you want now um yeah it used to be the case but after the pandemic, it's like I call myself a part-time jobless teacher. Right. Part-time jobless. <laughs> I coined that word. Having the time off, does it give you time to think and think about the, the future of teaching? Or? Uh, yeah, actually, like, I mean, we have a small Facebook group for Filipina teachers in Ulsan. And um, we were actually meaning to do a training for, for ourselves so we can upgrade the skills of Filipina teachers so that we don't get discriminated, you know. Mm. But it was stopped because of the pandemic. And then we also discussed there the future of after school and academies for us because, like, you know, it's very, very difficult difficult for us to compete for a slot, working slot, with you guys, you know, because you know how color-based Korea is. So we have been thinking of, you know, some have been offering... Um, online classes Mm. the prospect of online classes and having Filipina teachers anyway it's been going on for so many years like um, I forgot what you call this face-to-face app I not zoom before zoom I forgot how you call it VIP kit I can't remember is it from the Philippines no 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 it's like from the US Uh, before we had cacao Skype. Skype, yeah. We've been Skyping and doing Yahoo Messenger online classes. Like, we could go back to that. You know, we already thought about that. But asking the, the you know, the parents, they said, we want physical classes. Yeah. You know, it's like they opt for the physical classes, but this is not the best time to have them. So, okay. And yeah. then, you know, our social distancing level goes back to level one and the kids going back to school every day now. So we were like, oh my God, there's a there's a glimmer of hope, you right. know? It's like, we can go back to school. But, and then in the chat room, messages like, you know, our school has lots of kids, so we can't do after school. It's like, we're still gonna be doing the alternate, you know, physical attendance, blah, blah, blah. And then me going to a meeting today saying that our school has the uh like the enough amount of kids to attend and maybe we will be given a day to do our after school. like thank god mm, something you know? right something yeah, really, really something nothing. right what what was it like or I'm, I'm curious how you were perceived when you when you start doing company classes at sk or at uh national oil varco mm-hmm. or someone right how are you perceived when you go i mean you speak english as well as anybody Mm-hmm. Thank you. How how are you perceived when you go in there, or what is the first impression, or how are you taken by businessmen? Okay, number one, when you do business class, you have to look respectable. Mm. You know, we work on this. You know, I don't look like this. <laughs> I don't look like this. I do full makeup. I do my hair. I wear high heels. I mm. wear a skirt. Mm. 
Number one, who's going to discriminate you when you're looking good? Hmm. Right? Number two, I tell them, I'm from the Philippines. With You know, you overdo your class. And then, where are you from? I'm from the Philippines. Wow! And then they stop looking at you as Filipino. Right. The next thing that comes to their mind is, Boracay. I'm going to go there and dive. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we establish the positive relationship. Hmm. First, you have to look respectable. <clears throat> you're a teacher, act like one. Hmm. That's and how I do it. That, I think, that's I think, good advice. And I think your attitude going in as well is is very important. If you're going in thinking like, oh, these guys are going to discriminate yeah. against me, you have to, I think, setting a positive mindset exactly. for yourself right. is, a, is a very important and, thing. And well. having the confidence. But that's hard if you don't have the experience. You've got lots of experience from I lots of lots different fields. I have lots of experience. Fields. I know I am qualified. I know why I was hired. And, and that's I part of what, the, that's yes. the big, one of the biggest parts is knowing that you can do the job. Exactly. And knowing that you can... Be confident in telling them, listen, I'm the teacher, listen to me, and I'm going to show you right. but I know how to do this. That's something you can share within your, you said you have your Filipino teachers uh, community, teachers community right. there too. Mm -hmm. so. That's something that you can pass on to the next. We actually, we whenever there is a like a personality development seminar coming up for free, I usually encourage them to go and check this out because it's going to help you, especially when you're just a, a new teacher, you know, mm, because... Right. You know, being a teacher is like you're you're how can I say you're born with it. You cannot just decorate a person and one day you're a teacher. Mm. No. It's very difficult to teach a person how to teach when there's it's not in your blood. It's mm. not in yeah. your system to teach. Yeah. I can only advise. You know, I can only advise something but, you have to cultivate yourself. Right. I think it's very easy to see if you observe classes, it's it's very blatant who is and who's not. <laughs> it's very, very easy My to see. My gosh. Okay, yes. you just mentioned Boracay. I, I find, too, it's an easy connector between mm -hmm. the Koreans and the Filipinos. Right. Uh, there's a, a very good connection these days between Korea and the Philippines. Uh -huh. um, can you talk a little bit about the relationship between the two countries? And, I mean, every Korean now seems to have gone or want to go or know mm -hmm. someone who's been to, and not just not just Boracay, but mm -hmm. Cebu, and Palawan now, mm -hmm. and Baguio. Baguio. Baguio, sorry. <laughs> and I, I've been working with uh, lots of the, a bunch of the local police chiefs mm -hmm. who are training for overseas uh, jobs, and one of their first choices is always the Philippines. Philippines, right. And one of the reasons is that there's a lot of Koreans there, and that has resulted in a lot of extortion cases <sighs> um, with, with Koreans running around with all their money mm -hmm. in in you know, smaller town mm -hmm. Philippine communities. So mm -hmm. what is the relationship? Like, is there a mutual respect? Recently, the Filipino TikTok superstar had the, the tattoo, the tattoo and on her eyes. Right. right. How, how do you, is there a mutual respect? Mm -hmm. and, because, I mean, the Koreans are huge contributor to the tourist mm -hmm. economy. And we are a huge contributor to their tourism as well. And, and to just to the local economy of mm -hmm. agriculture and education. And, right. I mean, the Filipinos do a lot of work here. So, okay, this this um, love story between Korea and the <laughs> Philippines goes back to the Korean War, you right. know. Um, so the, the Koreans feel they are deeply indebted to the Filipinos um, because we helped them during the Korean War of 19, when was that? 50. 19, 1950, 1950 to 53, 53, right? So being like a brother, we sent troops to Korea. 7,000. Right. We sent troops here to Korea to um, back up the Korean Korean army. But unfortunately, most of the Filipinos we sent died because not of the war, 
because of the cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ironically, <laughs> ironically, most of the soldiers that we sent died because of the, you know, terrible winters of Korea. You had 123 deaths. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's how the, the relationship, I mean, the love story between Korea and the Philippines started. Mm. So they feel really, really deeply indebted to us because of the Korean War. And they're trying to always accommodate us in every possible way they can. Mm. Thus, we have this. Um, memorandum of agreement between the Philippines and Korea that deploys Filipinos to Korea to work. Mm. That's number one. That's why one of the um, top choices for overseas workers here in Korea are Filipinos. Interesting. Yes. And then um, since you mentioned about the uh, the American, the Filipino American who had this Japanese tattoo and the TikTok stuff, you know, I'm not a TikToker. Mm. Oh my God! I'm excused to anybody who is doing TikTok, but I'm not really a big fan. I can like Nate. Nate Nate's a big TikToker. Uh, you do? No. Oh my God! I never saw him. He told me to download just, it. Listen. I downloaded it for five minutes, and I went, "I'm gonna waste my life swiping exactly. left." And I deleted it, and he was still going for months after. Nate. <laughs> you do TikTok, anyways. No, Nate Nate does so push-ups anyways, on TikTok. Um, I was not aware. I was not aware until my young nieces and nephews and the youngsters in the Philippines started uploading stuff about that. And then my students, my students would one day just ask me, teacher, what do you think about uh, which one does this TikTok clash? I said, let's not even start, you know, it's a waste of time. You know, these are, how can I say, like issues of youngsters who not don't have anything more important to do in their lives. Mm. You know, I have a real job. I don't do TikTok. I don't earn from that. But mm. it's actually like, um, how can I say, it's like lack of information on both sides and we just saw this korean boy um ripping and spitting and burning the philippine flag right. of course the youngsters his age would like they were you know raging with anger it's like how dare i do that to the fellas like us older people like one day he's gonna say sorry yeah, you know yeah, it's absolutely. like that's how Karma. we just look at it you know and then luckily many koreans were uploading videos of them saying you know he doesn't know any better he's stupid you know you know he doesn't know what he's doing so he's gonna go in jail so don't worry about it we're really really sorry we like you filipinos but how does that affect even the tattoo of the girl and um and, and the kid burning the flag how does that affect like the the country as a whole or how does the that reflect yeah um, like actually a girl one girl with a with a with a rising sun tattoo Yes, it's deeply offensive to, to Koreans, Koreans who yeah, were oppressed did, by the thing. But not, but not everyone, you know, not all her TikTok audience are Koreans. She cannot... Not even that, but like she, first of all, she obviously didn't do it with the intention of, yes, of angering Koreans. Yeah, exactly. And how does her having that... I think, did she remove it? I, I don't she, have any ideas. I, yeah, I read, I think... She she, she planned she planned to get it okay. uh, get it removed or covered up, but I didn't I don't even know how it started, you know, because mm. I was not really interested. The uproar about it, it I find it very interesting. I, I don't know how much of an effect one girl's tattoo can have. It's not she gets it and suddenly mm. people are hypnotized right. like no. we hate Korea, <laughs> no, you know, no, no, pro no, Japan. No. That, that doesn't happen. Filipinos here mm. in Korea just brushed it off, really. That issue. Yeah, we just brush it up because we live in this country and we know how Koreans are to the Filipinos. Not all Koreans are mean to us. I mean, like any country you go, there would be mean people and there's no nationality of a mean person. Absolutely. You know, so it's like 
we are we are how can i say we just brushed it off Koreans are very nice to us, so we don't need to take it seriously or even talk about it. Mm. Problem is Filipinos who are not in Korea. Mm. Yeah, right. They t- they they made an issue about it, and anyway, it has been settled. I mm. think. Do you find lots of similarities between Korean and Filipino culture? I mean, you, you've had you've had. <laughs> I can the... only think of the major major difference rather than the similarities. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, as you know, Filipinas are uh, Fili- Filipinas. I mean, women, Filipino women. We, we were called... talking about that earlier. Okay, so Fili- Filipino is the Philippine people, people. in general, as a whole. Okay. and Filipino man and Filipina woman. Okay, got it. Okay, so Filipinas, yeah, yeah. these are the women the female, of the yeah. Philippines, are basically very independent. Hmm. You know, we're very independent. You don't like me, I don't like you. Okay, I'm gonna give you babies, but let me work. Okay, I give you babies, I work, I have a family that I will give money even if they don't need my support. Mm. It could be like that. I give you babies, I work, I earn money, I send money to my family because they need my support. So we Filipinas, okay, Filipinos in general, whether family back home needs support or not, it is in our culture to help. That's very interesting. Always, always. We we need to send money home whether they need it or not. We have to send money home. Is that a what's the drive behind that? Is that like a guilt because you left the family? It's or not because... really the guilt, but I don't know. I mean, it's like just the the filial. The... Oh, okay, okay. We call it filial piety, loyalty to parents and family. Mm. That's you know, it's like, like we the... think that we need to repay our parents for the sacrifices they did for us right. growing up. Yeah. Us growing up. It's like. Some kids these days think these days think that education is like your responsibility to us. We don't need to repay you. But I was thinking, what if my mother decided not to send me to school? Sure, mm, absolutely. Yeah. So these are the is, reasons why. Yeah. Is I don't. I, I, you probably have a different opinion than I do, or, or maybe the same. But I look at the the job Manny Pacquiao does, mm. and he's famed around the world. He's yep. one of the one of my favorite boxers ever. Yep. But the work he does at home. Is one of the things that I think he's is, will be his legacy. That's true. Is he regarded the same within the Philippines? I, I mean, when we go there and we talk to kids, oh Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao, right. everybody. But is now he like... that he's gotten into politics mm-hmm. and not just doing uh, uh, the good work, and now he's mm-hmm. into politics and mm-hmm. stuff, does he have that reputation also amongst Filipinos? Or of no? course, yes. So actually, Manny Pacquiao is like a Philippine pride. You know, he's brought only positive stuff for the filipinos you know every time he wins like the philippines is on the newspaper all okay. over right so that brings us pride um and you know from all the negative and bad bad stuff about the philippines there comes pacquiao who brings something really really nice all the bad stuff are erased suddenly right and then did you know that every time there's a Manny Pacquiao fight in the Philippines, there's no, crime. no traffic and no crime. Yeah, yeah I heard yeah. that. That's a that word. I remember. True. I remember one of his last fights here. And, you know, everyone is still going to go watch that fight. They're not go to work today, whatever. That fight's on. We're all going to watch it, all the Filipinos. Yeah. Or you and... go to work early, you know, <laughs> so you can go watch him while at work. But this is a real, 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 how can a strange truth that there's no traffic and zero crime whenever Manny Pacquiao <laughs> has a fight. So this guy... That's like when Canada's playing hockey. <laughs> so when this guy is uh, like into his boxing, 
it's like oh everything nice everything good like you you're the you should stay there but after he went into politics it's like oh my gosh there is a comedian in the in congress in the senate in government he's not taken seriously was not taken seriously mm. because um i don't know this guy does not know how to decide for himself you know as many politicians are mm. you know when whosoever is seated you try to side with them so mani pacquiao he there may i mean everybody knows that he was not educated before becoming a senator and then people you know looking down on him you becoming a senator out of fame you don't even know law blah 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 so he studied but he he just finished it in three months who's gonna take him seriously but sometimes that might not be necessary here's the poor kid raised in the he's from one of the mm -hmm. the smaller then provinces. he better be a philanthropist you but know that, not but, a senator but he does a lot of philanthropy and through that he better stick to that but through that he's learned and and, and seen how the system works right like through experience so, mm -hmm. for example, if you grow up watching your dad working on the farm, mm -hmm. do you have to have a PhD in agriculture to be one of the best farmers? No. Not at all. Actually, today I was I was looking uh, on Facebook and that somebody posted about the um, Canadian Parliament having the um, minister of something <laughs> something being a farmer and the minister of something something being a doctor. This being compared to the um, the government of the Philippines, you know, like. Duterte is putting every general in most positions right. he can find, you know. So what what we're saying is like, I mean, if you have if you have the experience and the knowledge, you know, you go to politics. But the problem with Pacquiao is he has the heart to serve, but he lacks he lacks the education. I mean, we we say, you know, if if you want to serve, you don't need to be educated. This guy is hold making on, hold on. Donald Trump is the president. Oh, he's American. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, care yeah. about him, you know. But but don't Americans you think that chose him. don't you think that that's what Pacquiao would surround his team with people who, hey Which, Manny, that's not okay, or we have to we can do that. Problem is no, way. but a problem is because Manny Pacquiao is so rich, nobody has the nerve to call him. Yeah. To call him out. Yeah. yeah, that is the problem. It's like every word he said. Oh, okay. That I, he, this guy does not have a. Uh, I, I mean, me, I don't. I do, I'm not a I'm not an expert on law or whatever, mm. but basic basic knowledge. You know, this guy sometimes, um, this guy sometimes you know talks about laws that are against existing laws. It's like that's how he is. He makes he he quotes he quotes from the Bible to prove or to support his stand about something. Mm. You know, it's like. How can you talk about God when you support evil stuff? Okay? I don't understand that. So there's a famous singer in the Philippines. His name is Francis Magalona. And he says, how can you talk peace when you have a gun? Right. I think so regardless... This, this is the problem with this guy. I think regardless know? of his uh, knowledge regarding parliament or the laws or whatever, there's still a lot more worse politicians out there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't mean in the Philippines. I mean, I mean around the uh, world. Yes, I, mean, I don't. I mean, he's got the heart. He's traveled the world. Like, yeah. He might not be formally educated like some politicians, but I really value the experience and him traveling mm. and, and working through the ranks. And now, you know, having gone through the career he's mm. gone through, he's seen a lot of things that most Filipinos haven't seen before. It, because, you know, we all know that this guy is now sitting as a senator out of fame. Will he run for president? Do you think? I hope not. 
But he he plans to. I don't he? know. He didn't message me yet. <laughs> you know. He sent his he sent his DM to Chubby uh, Linda. His, his I, I hope not because he's already good at being a philanthropist, right. doing doing. I mean, even a better job at helping poor people. I think he should stick to that. Should cool. just anyway. He's always absent in Congress. You know. Right. He's always absent. He's only got two fights left, one or two fights left, and then he's going to be... Conor McGregor. Then yeah. he's going to be full on. Oh, my God. I mean, why did he choose McGregor? He's going to die. It's like a death sentence, you know? Really? Of for, course. For but, Conor McGregor? No, for Pacquiao. I think Manny's going to spank him. In a boxing match? Yeah. Is Yeah, I mean... Pacquiao's going to destroy him. Yeah. If it was MMA, he'd be dead, but Pacquiao's going to rip him. To, but, he's going to destroy him. All right, but, you know, I, 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 I assume that McGregor's going to do illegal stuff. You know? What do you mean? He's that guy. He's going to kick. Head, he's going to push lock. and headbutt and whatever. Just like you did with Mayweather? Yeah. With little rabbit punches yes, in the back of the yes, head? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's move on and get a few oh, more. Right. Right. Don't, right. don't you think Pacquiao would be a good, um, uh, a good person to... How do you say it? to to unite to the, unite the Philippines? Yeah, to unite the people. I mean, he's mm. having his his celebrity status. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't everyone kind of look up to him? Like, yeah, he's our president. And then again, you have your under your underlings making the making you the real know, decisions. He's had, just the face. Yeah. yeah, we have had several presidents, not several, just one guy and a few guys who are not, who were sitting in the government out of fame, and they were all failures. Mm. You know, there's one super famous comedian in my country. It's like if there's one person who can unite the Philippines, it could have been that guy. Mm. You know, and then he was asked, "Why don't you run for president?" He said, "You know, I'm a comedian. What am I gonna do there? Make people laugh?" Mm. <laughs> That's why mm. he did not run. Mm. You know, although if he did, you know, he could have been, he could have united the country. Mm. You know, but. That's what he said. What do I know about what do I know about politics? I'm a comedian. I'm gonna mm. go there and make people laugh. <sighs> See? Tra- yeah. Tra- well, staying with politics and transitioning a little bit. Okay. Is Jasmine Lee the one and only non-natural Korean citizen in the parliament of South Korea? Is she a role model? Is she someone that a lot of Filipinos in Korea look up to? Do mm-hmm. they see her as a as a way to make change, as a way to improve your your living conditions, your standard of living in Korea through her, mm-hmm. or how is she regarded amongst the Filipino community? Okay, so it's like this. Um, I know her personally. Um, on a personal level, I think she's very smart. You know, her Korean is perfect, impeccable. You know, I feel she... there's a big butt coming. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not not really a big butt. I mean, I really look up to her yeah. when it comes to you know Korean proficiency proficiency mm. she's like you close your eyes she's korean Articulate. you know she she's get she's she's she gets paid lots of money um traveling around the country doing speeches about culture about this and that that really it's like oh mm. my gosh um we all know that jasmine lee although personally she is able you know what i do for the filipino community she does only she's paid she gets money Okay, she's famous, but the job that we do is actually the same. In my case, I'm just a nobody here in Ulsan. I don't get money, you know. She was put there because her party needed somebody. She's the yeah, yeah. okay to magnet the you know interracial families who can vote. Not not there based on merit, more of a opportunistic. No, to, and and, to and anyway, because more. she's working anyway, she has. 
the background. Mm. She's been doing her her own, you know, little group of, you know, doing work for the Filipina Filipinas mm. here in Korea and plus working for Filipinos, poor Filipinos in 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 the Philippines. Mm. She has her own group. She has What are know, the major contributions that she's she's made to the Filipina community? She opens like seminars and trainings for Filipinas so they can be better members of uh, the Korean society so you just don't end up working in the factory you go develop yourself through education and make yourself more qualified for better jobs cool. that's what she does and she's um we know that she she has her own she has her own suggestions about laws that she wants to you know raise to to parliament that would help better the lives of not only Filipinos because Foreigners she's the she's the representative I think the of last, the, the, the most famous one the anti discrimination yes, law yeah and it keeps getting shot down but I'm glad to see that she's there now introducing it right year so after year. It, that one and then the other one it's like um she she proposed a free education free university education for Tamonha kids and the Koreans were so angry it's like why can you get free education and we can't just because you're Tamonha. And many Koreans do not understand that many Tamona children are cash strapped, you know. Many families many Tamona families cannot afford to send children to university because of how expensive it is. It is already difficult for Korean families and the more it is more difficult for us Tamunha. Mm. Some Koreans do not understand why the privilege, you mm. know, those kinds of stuff. And there'll be more of those struggles as Korea continues to globalize and multiculturalize. Right. Yeah. And they're gonna learn that you, you can only be as good as your weakest citizens and if you don't take mm -hmm. care of your 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 lowest and your weakest it the, the gap grows really fast mm -hmm. and that's when you start getting a lot of problems that the west has yes and she she you know i mean for us here like tamunha filipina being filipino of course we're proud but she's representing all the tamunhas here in korea but we should know that not all the not everything that comes out of her mouth are from her head we know you know that she has behind sure her. absolutely yes as you do yes yeah many there are people behind her telling her that this is how far you can mention this thing mm. this is only what you can mention but people keep forgetting that it is like that in politics sure you know absolutely That's okay. right yes Go ahead in uh in terms of uh terms of family you mentioned you have uh two sons age 23 mm -hmm. and 15 raising them they're probably more they went to korean school they got all korean buddies uh, what part of Filipino culture would you do you want them to really embrace or okay number one is um, the Christmas tradition yes okay my kids grew up having a Christmas tree in the house mm. and us going to the Philippines to meet family and celebrate good stuff we know that Christmas is just a regular thing here in in Korea mm. that's number one I want them to learn the gift of Christmas the mm. gift of family Mm. You know, they how, should embrace that. How is that. that tied to the church? I, I don't know how Christmas in the West is so commercialized. It's mm -hmm. it's not even close to, a you know, the the original version of Christmas. Christmas yeah. The Philippines is very, very Catholic. Yes, And, and very, very, I don't know if it's churchy, but very religious. It's religious. And maybe uh, in, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> religious. Um, how much is that is connected to Christmas or... No, no, no Catholicism, no Christmas, period. 
So do your, are easy. your sons active in going to church every no, Sunday and no, participating? No, 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 and... no, no, no. That is, they were they were um, Christian. They were baptized as Catholics, but they were they couldn't join the English Catholic mass was was active when my kids were growing up and you know teenagers they don't want going there because I don't know I don't know anybody I don't know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but they pray they pray they pray on their own they know how to pray they know they're catholic they're just not active good catholics is that common throughout the philippines yes because i remember being in puerto princesa mm. and puerto galera and some of these places and i don't know if it's the priest or, or mm -hmm. and he's talking on loudspeakers over mm -hmm. the whole village or the mm -hmm. whole city well, that was in puerto galera yeah mm -hmm. I, I i've seen yeah. it many places but i thought don't come to church. We'll come to you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's incredible. People have kids and all kinds of things going. Everyone has to work. Mm -hmm. It's not like in the West where you have time and if you're committed, you go every week. Yes. People we have do. to work. We do. Actually, we do. But but still, lots of people have to work and mm -hmm. it's just kind of life is more important. I mm -hmm. still believe. I still worship at because home. Because actually, but... that part of Puerto, Galo Puerto Galera that foreigners visit, it's not really a, it's a commercialized Patch. No, no. Do you know? Remember Ricky? Oh, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's he's off. He's not there. He's. An, I had to drive through a jungle to get to his yeah. house. Ah, yeah. so if it's 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 a village, you know, like far flung and village. I, I was in Palawan before there was electricity no. there. Mm -hmm. Before. I mean, it was run on generators mm -hmm. and and riding on the top of jeepneys. So I mean, wow, it, I've never been there. I know there's <laughs> lots that do go to church, mm -hmm. but there's also I thought a, a cool kind of collective way to still mm -hmm. worship without actually going to church which sounds like maybe like what your sons do here mm. I actually it's my my sons it's not it's not <laughs> because it, it they don't have access to church it's just like they don't want to go there if they don't have any friends going there right of course you know I mean if you're gonna your your kids are gonna grow and you're gonna experience that it's like I don't care if mom and dad are there but if my friends aren't going I'm not going. Mm. We, we, our family was famous. We used to get smacked at church every Sunday. Oh, <laughs> the five Mandigo kids sleeping. And, oh and dad would poke you in the leg or he'd hit the one guy and then you hit the guy next to you. And all Wait, domino, domino effect. <laughs> it was in my week. case, I mean, my, my mother dragged me to church. Yeah. You know, dragged me to church because after church, we'll have to go to the market and buy stuff. Mm. And anyways, uh, we, were, we were raised like that. So this Catholic religion... And the Christmas tradition, mm. I want my kids to embrace and keep, even if, even until I die. I mean, now I'm mm. really, really healthy and alive. I always tell my kids, when I'm gone, I want you to make time and put up a Christmas tree and go to the Philippines and meet your cousins and your relatives there. Yeah. I tell them that. Is, you say Christmas. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever been there for Christmas, but I was there for Semana Santa. Oh my God! And Holy that, Week. That was a what? Holy, Holy shit. Week. Easter. Semana, Sem Semana Santa. Easter. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. Like the whole country is off. Everything mm. stops. Is Christmas the same? A and also, do you emphasize that holiday as much to your sons as Christmas? Or Semana Santa is not really felt here in Korea. It's not just at all. along among among the Catholics and. 
us Filipinos who are Catholics, we don't get to join the Semana Santa here in Korea because we are at work. And it's not a holiday. In the Philippines, Semana Santa Holy Week is totally a holiday. I'm just having trouble distinguishing Semana Santa is Christmas Spanish... Santa and Semana Santa. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Christmas Santa and Semana Santa is different. Yeah. So it's 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 really different. You know, I mean, we we take Catholic traditions very seriously in the mm. Philippines. I don't know if you've heard that the Philippines is the longest Christmas tradition in the world. As soon as the Burr months come, after All Souls Day and All Saints Day, the Christmas tree goes up. You guys are worse than Starbucks. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. So November 1, November 2, the Christmas trees are up. October, September, Christmas songs are heard all over the yeah, world. Nothing wrong That's with that how crazy we are about christmas religion religion for you is it more about connecting to a higher power and god or is it more Me personally is um, it more us about filipinos yes catholicism is connecting to a higher power and not a book and community that's, uh, a, that's yeah, is that here. a big part of it too yes 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 here in ulsan actually i mean i need to i need to glue the people through through our religion i mean mm. be it catholic or christian we have christian services also but i'm more active you know i have a I, I get to reach more people hmm. you know, and I'm very vocal on Facebook. So I need to keep the people glued through religion because if they, we don't have this mass here, English hmm. mass here in Ulsan, you know where the boys will be going? No. What? The bar. Oh, Joe, the okay, bars, okay, I got you, I got you, you know? I got you. We don't want them wasting their money in the girly bars and, hmm. you know, forgetting their, you know, their... They're Faith, Christian. They were, yeah, they were baptized into that you should do this and do that. So, yeah, that's kind of my advocacy. Stay away from the girly bars. Cool. I'm sorry for, for the girls who go there and work, but I need to keep the people away from you. What What is what is the the community like here in Ulsan? I think there's 50,000 Filipinos in Korea. So. Yep. In Ulsan, is, we is have it, like... Is it very connected or is it fragmented by city? Like where the Ulsan... And, okay. and on top of that, it's it's made up of mostly, I'm 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 just gonna guess migrant wives, mm -hmm. entertainer visas, teachers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who are married, mm -hmm. and then and factory workers. Is that is okay. that accurate? Yeah, um, roughly yes. We have a lot of Filipinos in Korea, like I said, because because of the bilateral re relations, the Filipinos there we're we're the top one choice for for foreign workers here in Korea. So we have a big representation here and then um for other cities i'm not really sure but for ulsan we have like around three to four thousand filipinos here but we have the ulsan filipino ulsan association of filipinos by membership only we have more than around three thousand members on my page because mm. i run that page but physically and realistically speaking we are like scattered into groups because not everyone likes me you know we've got haters and haters are gonna hate you know it's like you cannot make everyone like you you know so i'm okay with that so i'm i'm up for only you know information about jobs new laws this and that this and that if you do, if 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 other things you know I, I don't care anymore you know so not everybody likes me and i don't care you know so we are we have smaller groups like we have the Tong Ilgyo. I'm sure you've heard about the Tong Ilgyo. No, it sounds the familiar. The Reverend Moon Sun Myung. 
Oh, that's uh, the Moonies. The Moonies, yeah. yeah. They they hate to be called Moonies. We, uh. Some people might be listening. So, um, no offense, but um, yeah, they have their own group. And we also have the Christians who have their own group. And then... Se- segregated by religion. Segregated by religion, yeah. And then there's the, the Team Pacquiao over here. Team mm-hmm. Pacquiao for yeah. president. What about, what about by, by the... I know that basketball is a huge part of the mm-hmm. community. What about, yeah. what about by sports? Is it also segregated by the, the soccer players and the basketball players? We don't have soccer players. No? Yeah, we don't do soccer. Although there are a few soccer players, but we don't do soccer in the Philippines. Mm. We don't want to die. Basketball, pool, and boxing. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we do boxing, but we don't box here in North, in Korea. Mm. We do basketball, which actually is a good opportunity for me to announce that um, there's this outdoor basketball league that we've been planning and I posted last June that was postponed because of the pandemic, right? So um, the City Hall called me a few days ago that before it really gets really, really cold, we're going to do a soft opening this Saturday. This gonna, Saturday? I this Saturday. You, I posted, yeah. Yes. So we're going to do a soft opening this Saturday hmm. at the Samsun Outdoor Court, if you know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be there. So if you know any teams, you know, Hagwon Teachers team or Canadian team or whatever, American team, you just go and message me and I give you the details. But this, this time it's going to be very simple. Hmm. Just simple, no... No lavish opening, mm. no no big cash prizes, no best uniform award, no best muse, just plain cheerleader shooting. No, no, shooting no, no, t-shirts? Nothing, no. <laughs> nothing like that. Just <laughs> nothing like that. So we're gonna do this on the twenty fifth. I'm gonna announce later because nice. I've been I'm still asking around if they're still interested, and I've got two groups who are joining this Saturday. So maybe. is there any uh, any regulations that they've put on you, like? Uh, fans um, have to wear masks or stand um, so far apart from each other you know level one social distancing allows outdoor activities 100 um less limited. than 100 okay. and none none players should be wearing a mask and of course you should be distancing from other people seated around you yeah mm. basically those cool. those stuff okay. so basketball is a big big magnet for filipinos um you get to see filipinos during this time it's like when you ask them to come to church, 30, 30, <laughs> 30 will show up. Yeah. Crickets, but yeah. when you say there's a basketball coming up on the opening day, we have 250 to 300 people showing up. Nice. Wow. Yes. Very awesome. Very good. Yep. Basketball. I like that. The second religion. Yes. <laughs> so just uh, just one last uh, one uh-huh. last question here. Yes. What can the city of Ulsan and Korea do to make it better for Filipinos living, living here? Living here. Mm. Okay, so... Basically, number one. Oh, what, are your, what are your biggest? What are your biggest? Uh, top ten or the top twenty? Top, okay, because me, I I have this. I I created this group for mainly for foreign workers. So my main concern are foreign workers. You know, they do not have a voice. So we say, be the voice for the voiceless. Mm. So m- the Ulsan does not understand the difficulty of Filipinos having to change workplaces or going jobless while in between jobs mm. you know and these people when you when you when you finish a contract and you when you cancel a contract with one company you will automatically move out and where do they go so you're living in a in a company housing yes, complex and then right. when you lose your job or you have to go out so where do you go i have proposed this more than 10 years ago that if they could provide us with a not really we're not we're not looking for a lavish 
shelter. Just a transition shelter. Yes, exactly. Just yeah. a shelter for for workers, not just Filipinos. Do the, do the cur- does Ooh. the does the church fill that void now? Uh, no. 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 There is one uh, from the other religion. They they like to how can I say like accommodate people who are in between jobs, but then they give you the injection at night and you wake up and you're (laughs) praise the Lord. No, but they, they, they obligate you to join the services, which offends some of the people. They don't like that. What? Yeah. Strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's so many Filipinos here and when they go jobless, they have nowhere to go. So I have to ask friends to accommodate them or lead them to where they can go. So I hope Olsen could have that shelter because we know that even, you know, Americans and Canadians and all the Hagwon teachers, when you go jobless, you have to move out. Where do you go if you do not have friends? You can have, yeah. Like, what about the visa status? Like, for a teacher who's seeking, and I think this is within the past five years, mm-hmm. that you can get a D10 visa, mm-hmm. like, actively looking mm-hmm. for work. Is that same for Filipinos? Or? No. You're just, the contract's finished, time yes. to, time to yes. pack Although there, you know? there, there are new visa schemes that allow them to extend every two years after the four-year no, five, three years, uh, no, four years and 10 months visa. That's the maximum you can legally stay. Mm. And then after that, your boss has this option to hire you as an E7-4. Mm. But to get that visa, oh my gosh, you have to... Jump through like, hoops. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just, Sweat, tears of blood. Just mm. a, 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 a follow-up on that. Yeah. Why are the Filipinos not more prominent in the community? I, I'm thinking of uh, Bino, the Nepalese gentleman. Mm-hmm who has namaskar mm-hmm. and he had told us in his when he came that he was also worried about something like this mm-hmm. so he used whatever influence he had mm-hmm. and he secured an apartment a one room mm-hmm. and any of the nepalese who fell into the, that mm-hmm. category of being transient between jobs mm-hmm. could go and sleep there for mm-hmm. a night three nights whatever mm-hmm. and he would always make sure that there's some rice mm-hmm. or some ramen or whatever there to take care mm-hmm. of guys in between jobs i don't know of i mean there used to be a couple bars but mm-hmm. There's so many Filipinos, like we mm-hmm. said. How yeah. come there aren't Filipino restaurants or or transient Actually, shelters yeah. for them from the Filipino Actually, community? you know, I don't know if you know Maria Pham. You know, she owns Manila Town, although she's not visible in Ulsan. She owns that. So um, the caretaker, Kuyadan, he actually accommodates some people who only he knows personally because mm. we don't want to let strangers in, right? Okay, to address this problem of not having a shelter in Ulsan, actually... The Ulsan Association of Filipinos is um, linked to the other Filipino communities in the Kyongsang Namdo area. Okay. We have Daegu, Masan, Pusan. Our our um, umbrella. We have an umbrella organization called the Filipino Communities. Mm. Okay, so we have we had events, you know, showcasing um, Filipino traditions, and we collected money from from that. And we actually have a shelter, but not in Ulsan, in Busan. Okay. The problem is the the people who are undocumented or people who are staying illegally, they cannot travel from Ulsan to Busan to get to that shelter because, you know, the danger of being... Grabbed. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you know. I mean, I'm a Korean citizen and I swore to abide by Korean laws, but not everyone <laughs> is under my control. Mm, right. You know, I... I, I have some people in authority approaching me, telling me if you know anyone who does not a visa, show us where they live. It's like not everybody tells me where they live, right. you know. And during why... that chubby Linda Swarovski's it's... secret yeah. hideout, <laughs> I don't control everyone, and not everyone is my friend, you right. know. 
So we actually have, we it, it was opened last year, only last year, but it is based in Busan with the help of the Kyongnam Migrant Center. Mm, right. But in Ulsan, we don't because they said we don't have funds, blah, 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 blah. So I was a little bit upset. How, because, many, how many people would you say require uh, a housing or now, in, a, in immediate many, housing be, For now, because many companies closed because of the mm. pandemic, we have around like 15 to 20 people. Mm. In pre-COVID, what would it be like four or five every? Yeah, less than five. Less than five. Mm, less than per, five. per month. Not just per, it's just an occasional. In, yeah. Right. Interesting. Anything else that we could or that you could advocate for 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 improving the lives of Filipinos in Ulsan? <sighs> just you know, I hope main... I I hope that they would um like open up more working I mean job opportunities for. For Filipinos in Ulsan, I mean, for those who are not qualified to teach, you know, they need to earn also. I hope that the the welfare for women and children in Ulsan would, how can I say, pay more attention for, for Filipinos who are not qualified to teach in the Hagwans. Mm. You know, factory openings or any, any kind of leads, you know, mm. for, 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 for them to earn. Yep. Yeah, because we cannot just stay in Korea and stay at home, you know. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. This yes. Is, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure oh, having you. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yes. Episode twenty-eight in the books. Yes. Thanks for coming. We yes. hope to see you again soon. Yay. Guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.